Sad new edition of same old podcast as always. I'm your host Jack with my esteemed colleague, co-host JP. JP, how's it going? I am doing all right, Jack. I'm doing all right. Uh, looking like it's gonna it's shaping up to be a long, long work week. So it's a tough Monday. Uh, a lot, a lot of days left, but do get Thursday off for Veterans Day. So that should be nice, hopefully. But shaping up to be a long week. Also been feeling a little under the weather. But uh, and, and a disappointing week of college football, just football in general. Uh, not very exciting. Our picks weren't great. Uh, yeah, just just a whole lot of disappointment for the most part. Boy, but, I'll say. What'd you say? I said, boy, I'll say. That was a- yeah, well, you had a worse weekend than I did. You had a worse weekend than I did. Um. Yeah, it was tough. Definitely a tough weekend. Just not particularly exciting football wise, but I guess things are going all right. I would say things are going all right. How are uh, things going with you? Well, they're okay, I guess. I have my health. You have your health. I have my wife, who is in also good health. My yes. dog. Good health. Good health. Good health. Um. But right now, that's about all it feels like I have. Um, obviously, the monkey in the room. Michigan State was defeated by Purdue. <laughs> the Boilermakers. <laughs> I'm not even going to say fun. the score. Yes. Well, did was... you end up... Uh, I, I got to ask before I forget. Did you end up putting any money on Stefan Diggs to score a touchdown. No, I did not. Uh, well then you are you sir, you are the worst because I did. Off of your recommendation. Dude. And then he didn't and not only did he not score a touchdown, their entire team did not score a touchdown. Yeah, I think I feel like I get a pass on that. Why? There wasn't a touchdown to be had. Fine. But in fairness I did fade you and put a decent amount of money on the Chargers minus one. So that was a bummer. Yeah. So I, I did, I did ride that, but anyway, I'll, I'm sorry. I'll let you continue with your, um, with your preamble, you know, with your preamble on Michigan state's loss. There were a couple calls could have gone the other way. Obviously it's not why we lost the game. 
We lost the game because we gave up 500 passing yards to a former walk-on quarterback. Gave up 200-plus yards to a very good receiver that it seemed like Michigan State did not game plan for in any way. The defense was a wet paper bag. Now, the offense didn't play great. That last touchdown, it didn't really seem like Purdue was really in it anymore. They kind of just played soft, and Peyton Thorne picked them apart. But when you're playing that soft, any any Division One quarterback should be able to make some plays in that. The targeting, I thought, was a bad call. Guys getting tackled into him. And he falls into the crown of um, Barrow's, uh, falls into Barrow's helmet. Gets called for targeting, gets tossed out of the game. But it's not like he was playing a stellar game. It's not like anybody on the defensive line was playing a great game. It's not like anybody in the secondary was playing a good game. The whole secondary was horrible. Um, Xavier Henderson, I mean... He he played all right, but you know you expect that out of him. He's really the only really good player on the defense. Chester Kimbrough can sit down. He's horrible. He's been horrible. He's had one good play this whole season, and the last few games been absolutely disgustingly bad. And Chuck Brantley, we saw Xavier Henderson talk about how he had had pretty much how he had a pretty bad attitude for a while, and he had been turning around in practice, and that's why he got into the Michigan game. Obviously, doesn't take away this weekend doesn't take away from what he did last weekend, but he played horrible. Panashuk is hurt playing hurt still you got to play better than that there was no pass rush at all and listen I know the defense is not filled with good players I know this defense probably for the next two years year over year is going to look much different every year with how bad it was coming in but Scotty Hazleton needs to be held somewhat accountable. Now, like I said, I understand they don't have the players. But good coaches make their teams get better as the season goes on. And this secondary has gotten progressively worse. This defense has gotten progressively worse. And it goes to show that Michigan State is probably pretty overrated. Um, Listen, I'm not... I. I knew there obviously there was a chance they could lose this game. And there wasn't any kind of trap game or anything like that. Purdue just beat down Michigan State. They played better than them, played better than them in every facet of the game. Peyton Thorne had no time to throw all day. The offensive line was was atrocious. 
Peyton Thorne wasn't particularly good. We saw no Kenneth or uh, no no Jalen Naylor this weekend. Don't think it would have made a difference. Didn't ha didn't have time for receivers to get down the field. The it's I'm not mad uh, that they lost. I'm just disappointed with how they lost. And I really think that now we're at a point. I mean, I don't want to overreact, and I know this is like an extreme overreaction, but like they might only win. Now we're at a point where they might only win one more game. I know I was saying last week 11 and 1, that's attainable and everything. Well, well, guess what? It's not. They have no chance to beat Ohio State. Penn State, I still feel like, is going to be able to put points on them now. I don't see them, I don't see any way that they turn it around. Chuck Brantley got hurt, hurt his shoulder. Panashuk is playing hurt. Crouch and Halliday are still liabilities in coverage. Kimbrough shouldn't play another snap the rest of the season. It's just, I'm upset with how the game went. Seemed like 21-21, they were ready to make it a game again. And then they just rolled over. And David Bell continuously got open. And I'm not going to make any excuses. They didn't lose because of officiating. They didn't lose for any other reason other than the fact that they played absolutely horribly. The worst game they've played all year by far. And there's really not much else I have to say about it. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I think that's all fair. I mean, as a, I'm sure as a, as a Spartan fan, um, you're just uh, the, the the pain of, of losing that a game like that has um, dampered your view on the season, even though it's still been a very successful season overall for the Spartans. Um, huge bounce back here, and Mel Tucker has a move in the right direction. But I have to agree with you with a lot of your points. I think that the Michigan State Michigan State defense in general this year has been okay at times, but for the most part, it's been kind of bad. Uh, and it kind of, it's, it, it started with the Michigan game, even though they were able to get a win, the defense was subpar. I mean, Kane McNamara struggled in a lot of games this year and Michigan's downfield passing attack and his passing attack in general has been not ideal. And they were kind of able to expose Michigan state. And then you saw it again against Purdue Aiden O'Connell, although he was a walk-on, isn't a scrub. I mean, he's he's had good games, and David Bell is going to be an NFL, an NFL starter. But then I mean, don't let that know. guy beat you. I mean, yeah, that's 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 true. I, I what Ch Chuck Brantley before he got hurt. Uh, you you can I guess you can get upset at Kimber all you want, but Chuck Brantley I think was worse. Uh, there was that there was one there was one play where it was like a third and ten, and Michigan State was only down seven in the second half and Chuck Brantley just like stopped covering David Bell. And then he went for like 50 some yards. It was the same play Michigan ran on the third down. 
that up and out. I think it was yeah. to Samer still. It was the same yeah. exact play. They saw it a week before, and the same result. Guy catches the ball 30, 35 yards downfield, covered by absolutely nobody. Nobody was even close. Nobody was close yeah. on the Michigan play, and nobody was close on David Bell's play. It was pathetic. Yeah, it was pathetic. That's, that's, that's fair. I mean, the, the defense, I think the Michigan State, yeah, I, I'm not going to – I mean, I, I, we both – both of us thought that they were never really a top-four team in college football. Um, neither Michigan or Michigan State, I, 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 I believe, are really top seven or eight teams. I think that they're both kind of over, you know, they're definitely overrated and not really contenders in any way, shape, or form. I think they just benefited from a pretty light beginning to the year. And also some very, I think they both probably should have lost at least one game, specifically to Nebraska. Probably should have beat both of them. Um, but the, the defense was just really, it, you're right, it has kind of seemed to regress as they start to play better offenses. And it's just clear that Kenneth Walker is a superstar. It's not even like they're playing better offenses. Like yeah, Nebraska's yeah. offense and Purdue's offense are pretty similar talent wise. Other than, I mean, other than David Bell, I mean, I guess I would rather have Adrian Martinez as quarterback other than the turnovers. Not to say Aiden O'Connell doesn't, he does turn over the ball at a pretty high clip. He had a great game, but I was just going to say that I think, Kenneth Walker is a, a bona fide stud, Heisman contender, like one of the elite players in college football. And his just a, his ability to take over games and break off big runs is or has, I guess, put a Band-Aid on some of Michigan State's deficiencies. Um, he, he's, he's especially in the Michigan game. I mean, he, he carried them. He had a massive game. We don't count it for all five touchdowns. And it's, you know, so I guess, and then in, even in the Purdue game, he, before Michigan State was forced to start throwing the ball because they got down, he was having a big game, ripping off huge runs. So I just think Michigan State's team as a whole definitely has some uh, some major deficiencies, specifically on defense, but Kenneth Walker, just being the stud that he is, has been able to put the team on his back almost. But not to say Michigan State, I, I still think Jane Reed and, Ayler was hurt, which I, I did. I think he might have made a little difference. I still, I still don't think they would have won the game. But it's they have some good pieces. But you, you said it. The secondary is it's just it's really bad. It's just really bad. the defense as a whole. Defensive line is they didn't have a great game, but they've been pretty good this year. But the the just coverage, the secondary and coverage, and the linebackers too are just really not. They're just not up to snuff to be a to play to be a, a Big Ten contender. I mean, and you said it. It's like hey, David Bell's obviously really good. And O'Connell had a great game, but when you're going to go to the they go to the shoe in a couple weeks, and when they go against Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and C.J. Stroud isn't isn't incredible. He's no you know he's not Justin Fields, but he can still sling the rock around. So I think Michigan State could have a lot of trouble uh, if Scotty Hazleton doesn't, I guess, pull one out of his butt before then, just kind of with a magical scheme. I think it uh, it could get a little ugly if they're not able to keep it up on the offensive side. 
just because Ohio State's passing attack is so dynamic. But, I mean, I think big picture, you can't really knock Michigan State too much. I mean, like I said, they're still way, you know, way over expectations for this year. Bell Tucker showed that he can – I mean, they didn't quit. I guess you got to give him a little credit. They didn't quit. But they probably shouldn't have been in a position to be down that much. And if if Purdue was able to capitalize on a couple of those red zone drives where Aiden O'Connell missed a couple throws, uh, the game probably would have been a lot. Uh, it would have been over a lot sooner. But overall, this was a game that, although we both predicted them to win, we knew that Michigan State had a decent chance to lose just because Purdue is a tough environment. For some reason, they're unbeatable when playing a top five team, at least in recent recent memory. And it's just, it was, it's, you know, it was, it was, it's a tough pill to swallow for Michigan State fans. Uh, just because the season was going, it was just a magical season so far. But I don't think it's fair to knock them too hard. I just think that you you got to try to finish the season out as best you can. And um, I would say for Michigan State, similar to Michigan, I think if you're able to beat one of Penn State and Ohio State, I think you should just take it at this point. <laughs> well, here's the thing, I. The good news is they're clearly headed in the right direction. They're clearly ahead of where they where they were thought to be. I mean, let's not get it twisted. They're still ranked as a top 10 team. And you look at the teams behind them, and there's not a lot of teams that I go, oh, yeah, that team is definitely better than Michigan State. I mean, they're in the mix of being a top 10 team. No doubt about it. But... I guess where the coaching staff and Scotty Hazleton deserve blame is that they haven't gotten any better. Like you can't you can't be in November and be just as good as you were, actually be worse than you were in in beginning of August, early September. I mean that's unacceptable. And it was just an atrocious game. It made me sad. It put a damper on my night. On my weekend. Um, I went to bed early on Saturday. I couldn't couldn't do anything. It's just too sad. And it hurt my feelings. But... I don't know. It's it was just a it was just a poorly played game all around. And yeah. listen, the defense is a is like the island of misfit toys. There's transfers all around. These guys haven't played together very long. And listen, hopefully help is on the way in the in the ways of recruiting and transfer portal. But I mean this this year it's obviously not going to get solved. Um, the run defense is still solid, uh, but now Ohio State lost Trayvon Henderson. I don't know if they'll run the ball ever again. And Trayvon, he's he's done. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah, for the year. I th- I think so. Oh really? I, I knew see- he was hurt. I don't I don't know. I didn't see anything. Uh... 
come out about timeline, but that's a, that's a big loss for them. That's a huge loss. I mean, they still have uh, they still have some other deaf pieces, but I mean, he's he's really asserted himself as a star. I mean, he wasn't you know he was a highly talented recruit, but it's a brutal loss. But yeah, I mean, you were you're spot on by saying that the, the run defense has been good. However, the secondary and and linebackers and coverage have been pretty terrible the past couple of weeks, and hopefully some of the younger guys can progress. But it's I, I, it's clear that some of these dudes, especially the secondary, just aren't it, and they're probably not going to be it because I mean you can make mistakes, but the past two weeks they they a couple of them just look really bad. <laughs> I still think Brantley will be a good player. I still think give him a year or two, he will be a good player. I still think Crouch will be a good player. But yeah, that's really about it right now. Is Panashuk is a senior, isn't he? If he's not, I I would be. I don't know for sure, but I, if he's not, I would be extremely surprised. I feel like he's been on that team forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let me see. Yeah, I mean it's. I, I yeah, he is a senior. Yeah, um, but I guess I don't know if you have a whole lot else to say about this one, but a pain thorn, I guess I know you talked about him a little bit. He had a kind of a tough day. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, uh, I mean, they're obviously going to stick with him through the rest of this year, but I mean, do you think he's like, yes, the court, the court that you do? Yes. You got faith in him? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, I, I agree. I think they should stick with him. I mean, he had a tough game, but no nailer is tough. And, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how the rest of this year plays out, but I still think he has he, he has the potential to be a, a very good college quarterback. Um, and I think that the offense, obviously the offensive line had a really rough game, and they've kind of had a rough season. But I, I guess it'll just be interesting to see how this the rest of this year plays out and I don't want to look too far ahead because there's still a lot of season left, but kind of how Michigan State progresses and, and what the offense looks like, assuming Kenneth Walker goes to the NFL, which is probably a safe assumption um, after the season he's had. I don't think your stock can get much higher. He's probably playing himself into the first or second round. Um, it's kind of how they do that because I, I think he's carried them a lot this year, but they obviously still have him for the rest of the year. He could break off a three, four, five touchdown game at any time he's shown it. So I don't think it's fair to write him off just yet. However, I think it's going to be a mountain to climb if they're going to if they're going to beat both Ohio State and Penn State. I I just don't I just don't see how the secondary is going to have any success trying to guard Jahan Dotson of uh, Penn State. And even though Clifford isn't a world beater, I still don't think that you know he's he's a scrub. He's probably better than Aiden O'Connell. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Know. It's still that's still three weeks away. A lot can change. Yeah. Maybe the change. maybe the secondary looks better. Maybe Penn State offense looks worse. Who knows? I mean, they could. It's three weeks away, and college football is an eternity. Yeah, it's an eternity. Anything can happen. So, Michigan State overall obviously didn't play their best game. It's a tough loss. They still have all their goals in front of them. Still a lot of the trophies attainable. I mean, they still still are 
could easily win the Big Ten Championship. I mean, not easily because they have to beat a lot of good teams, but they still control their destiny for a Big Ten Championship. So it, it's 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 just going to be how it's all going to factor into how the or the biggest factor is how the defense will be able to bounce back after a game like this and can they kind of get their mojo and maybe play with some swagger the last couple of games because they look pretty defeated. I don't really remember pretty punting very often, um, but they, maybe they punted like once or twice. I don't think it was any more than that. It felt to me like they scored almost every drive. Yep, um, well, they put up but, 40 but, points, so. Yeah, a lot of field goals too, but um, Michigan State just just keep chugging. I mean, they're playing. They just... They're playing with inferior talent right now, and they're at this level that they're at. I think that goes a lot to say, towards saying what kind of coach Mel Tucker is, and that when he gets these pieces, that Michigan State's going to be a really dangerous program. But they're just not there yet. And they just yeah, don't. I mean, they just don't have the players yet. Specifically and on, yeah, that's true. It's just. It's just the way it is. I mean, the offensive line, the defensive line. I mean the whole defense really. I mean it's all it's all misfit toys. It's all it's all pieced together. The one thing I do appreciate about Mel Tucker that he's shown so far is that if he doesn't think you can help, he will get rid of you. And you know, I th- I'm sure there's some people on the I'm sure there's probably five or six players on the defense that won't be here next year, be it through transfer or graduation so but it's yeah. it's it's brutal right now it's a brutal yeah. brutal brutal secondary it's so bad yeah I guess he just gotta <clears throat> he just gotta hope that throughout the rest of this year they can uh, get some good get a good pass rush and just lean on Kenneth Walker to keep him in games I would say that's definitely their best hope but I guess with that we should move on to the I, I doubt you watched it, just because uh, you probably had enough of college football for the day after that one. No, I watched it. You did? You did? Yep. You stomached it? You stomached it? <laughs> yep. I mean, it wasn't much to watch. It Listen, was kind of I'm a warrior, okay? And yeah, I will go, I'll fight through everything. I'll fight through adversity till the cows come home. And I stomached that watching the school down the road. Beat down Indiana by a lot by by more than I thought they would. I mean, I guess when jumping into that one, um, I was able to watch the game as well, and I don't, I, I didn't, I know we talked about how would Michigan respond after a devastating loss to Michigan State, um, and I didn't really get a whole lot of answers. I, I, I they didn't look particularly great, but they also didn't look particularly bad. So, again, didn't really get a whole lot of answers. Indiana, Indiana obviously was decimated by injuries, excuse me, and they were on their third-string quarterback. I mean, Tuttle, like we knew, isn't particularly good, and I think he might have been benched in part as well, but they lost Stephen Carley in the game and were – on like their third or fourth string running back. Uh, their defense had a couple injuries. I think their offensive line was down a few people. Just kind of a beaten down team with not a lot of not a lot of hope or anything left to play for. 
Indiana's, I think they're two and seven now. Uh, very disappointing season for them, with especially with the expectations they had coming in, ranked in the top twenty-five. But Michigan, again, red zone struggles were glaringly obvious. Kicked a lot of field goals, weren't able to capitalize on their long sustained drives. So I, it's just not not really an ideal game. But I never felt like they were going to lose. Um, I mean, the, Indiana, just their offense was, other than the one touchdown drive, couldn't really do anything. So, really, if before you got a big game coming up this weekend at Penn State, you're going to need you're, you're going to need to fix these red zone problems because, again, kicking field goals is a recipe for disaster in big games. It it was your you know it was your it was your undoing against Michigan State. And you kicked four field goals and Michigan State kicked zero. So it was either three or four. Can't remember exactly. Four. I think four it was four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you kicked four you kicked four field goals and Michigan State kicked zero. So you convert one of those into a touchdown, you tie two half of them, you get touchdowns, you win. So it's 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 becoming it, it, the problem like you said, Michigan State, they haven't gotten better on defense. Michigan has not gotten better in the red zone. I think they've actually gotten worse. And it's becoming a huge issue. And with Michigan State losing, they obviously are in a we're right back in the hunt for the, the opportunity to go play for a Big Ten championship uh, if they're able to win out and yeah, beat Ohio State. But, I mean, that's, you know, don't get your hopes up there. Um, but... <laughs> You gotta, you gotta start scoring touchdowns in the red zone. If you keep settling for three, and I know Jake Moody is a great college kicker, you know, probably the best in the Big Ten. He never misses, but I've been seeing a little bit too much of him for my liking. So, if if you don't start getting in the end zone, it's it's going to be a major issue, especially against very good teams. And uh, the defense was fine. I mean, they made there were some. You know, there were some missed tackles, but overall they had a nice bounce back game. I mean, Indiana's on a true freshman quarterback who was their third stringer. Um, and he did not, he looked, the moment looked a little too big for him and he just didn't really look ready there. You were still, I mean, Michigan was still able to get a lot of pressure. Hutchinson had another good game. Ajabo had a good game. I mean, the secondary was fine. It's, you know, Ty Ty Fryfog. I feel bad for him, honestly. <laughs> I feel really bad for him. that guy. Had a, like a crazy year last year with Penix. Um, I remember his, you know, that big game he had against Ohio State, where he went for like 200 yards and three touchdowns, and he didn't even have a single catch the entire game. Hendershot had a, had a few targets and I think two or three catches, but he was pretty much neutralized. I mean, it was just a miserable day for the Indiana offense. Michigan. I would have liked to see better in the red zone, but I never, I, I, I still don't feel any more confident than I did after the Michigan state loss in this team, just because of how bad they are in the red zone. Um, it's, it's becoming just, it's just becoming so frustrating to watch them when they get inside the 20 yard line, because they just like, they do the, the typical, they do the run, run pass and everyone knows what they're going to do. So, you're not fooling anybody. And Cade has also missed numerous red zone throws this year. So all in all, 
Um, I'll, I'll let you. Uh, I guess we'll get. Uh, I'd like to get your take, Jack, on on what you saw of the game. But I didn't really feel like I learned anything new about this team. Um, they is they didn't blow Indiana the wall out of the water. They didn't look like a new rejuvenated team. They just kind of slept walk through a game against the middling uninspired Indiana team that had nothing to play for and didn't look like they particularly cared. Um, but I guess I'll yeah. shoot it over to you, Jack. Yeah, what I don't know what you saw out of it. I think, I think Michigan was just kind of a neutral the whole game. I think the one major development for Michigan is Blake Corum getting hurt. What's his status going to be for this week? Yeah, uh, so that's, I think, I think it's still, I, got, I think that's still in the air. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure it's. They said it's probably not serious. I think they would have known. However, I don't. I, I my hopes aren't high for this upcoming game against Penn State. I it doesn't really look great. Um, yeah, just because opening so line I, is uh, Penn State minus one and a half. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like. I mean, they lost Corum. Obviously, they lost Jamon Green, who's. I mean, he's like okay, but he's corner and he's he's not particularly great. But Michigan's corners in general are great, so you don't have a lot of depth, so you prefer not to lose them. But they they lost him, they lost Corum. Uh, they had a couple people who didn't play. Donovan Edwards didn't play, um, so it's the running back room is getting a little tight. And for a team that likes to pound the rock. I mean, Hassan Haskins is a Hassan Haskins is is a, is a pretty talented running back. He's but he's he's a bruiser. However, against a team like Penn State that has an elite defense and can zone in and stop the run, um, you would like to have a kind of a change it up scat back like Corum that is shifty and can kind of make people miss in the open field against against these good teams. Whereas. Haskins relies on using his power and his strength. However, uh, Penn State has some has some grown men on that defense, and I don't think they're going to back down. So, yeah, I, I guess I didn't mean to go on a tangent, but yeah, I guess yeah, did you see anything else other than the injuries out of this one, Jack? Well, did you see uh, what Harbaugh said today? Yeah, I mean, I did. I just like don't really care. <laughs> what, is, what is his deal with that stuff? I don't know. I mean, I guess they did ask. I don't. He, he could have just left. He could have just said yes and left it at that. Well, um, so I was looking a little bit on Twitter, and every time, so apparently, every time that the Penn State admits fault on a call, they'll release, they'll do a press release on it. You and, mean the the Big Ten? Yeah. What did I say? The Penn State. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. The anytime the Big Ten re, re, admits fault on some kind of call or something like that, they'll do a press release and publicly admit it. I didn't see anything that the Big Ten released saying that. And for Harbaugh to say that when it's pretty clearly not true that the Big Ten admitted fault on it is just pretty pathetic, I think, in my mind. Like, why? Like, this guy's still worried about the Michigan State game, and you're going to Penn, you're going to Happy Valley this weekend. Um, like, I, I, I don't understand why this guy, like, and we've seen it from him time and time again, like, nothing is ever his fault. Anytime something goes wrong, it's not his fault. And he still pretends like he's this football messiah and this quarterback whisperer from seven years ago that everyone expected him to be when he's clearly not that. And 
like he just blames the refs. Oh, refs fault. They even admitted it. And tape doesn't lie. Like, shut up, dude. Like he he makes himself look so bad and makes it makes Michigan as a program look so bad. And and then like some of these people just eat it up. Like I saw Rich Eisen was tweeting, like, I told you they were coming for you too, and look, they came for you too. Like, dude. The the Michigan State did not lose because of the refs, just like Michigan didn't lose because of the refs. Like they they both got outplayed. Michigan, you were leading by sixteen points with twenty one minutes left, and you lost the game. The Michigan State they completely got blown. They got their doors blown open by a team that they're probably, you know, maybe a little more talented than. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. Like, why I don't understand why this stuff ha- why he can't just let stuff go. And this goes into why like Michigan State gets up for gets up for Michigan because Michigan will never pay them respect. They'll never admit they lost when they lost. There, there's always some other reason that Michigan lost, and it had never has anything to do with Harbaugh. I mean, the guy is so infuriating. And so annoying, and he just fuels. He just adds fuel to the fire, and it just—it's the reason why he's lost three of seven to Michigan, or he's lost four of seven to Michigan State, and however many, all five out of five to Michigan or to Ohio State. Like the guy, just nothing is ever his fault. He can never look himself in the mirror and say like, "We need to do better," and. Listen, he blew, blew he, I guess they blew out an inferior team, but Indiana played with them for, like, the first half, even. Uh, and maybe I mean, maybe like... a quarter, a quarter and a half. But, I mean, they were not, It's it, this wasn't like a game where they blew them out early and then went into neutral. I mean, this was a game for a quarter and a half. Now, did it ever feel like Michigan was worried? No. Did it ever feel like Indiana really had a chance to to take over this game? No. But the fact that you weren't didn't really seem like they were ready to play out of the gate, um, you know, is something that would worry me as a Michigan fan going into Penn State because I mean, listen, Penn State's offense hasn't been hasn't been anything to fear lately. But you know, if you're Michigan that defense is going to have to be tight next week because you're probably not putting up more than 14, maybe 17 points. And if Penn State jumps on you, if you come out flat again and Penn State comes out and puts up a 14 nothing spot on you, you know, that game could be over before it starts. So, like, this guy needs to move on. Like, he needs to be ready. He needs to get his team ready for Penn State because if he has another year of losing to Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State... Man, that's gonna be really tough to. Uh, it's gonna be really tough to get your get your fans excited again in the summer for your for your next season. And yeah, eventually yeah. support's gonna run out for this guy. I don't know when that is, but eventually it's got it's gonna start happening. Because I mean, I don't know how much better their team is gonna get. This might be the best team that that he has that he's had, other than. No, the 2017 year, other than 2017, 16. Uh, 2016, that team was by far the best. Other than 2016, this is probably pretty close to the best team he's had. Um, maybe no, 15 20, too. Uh, no, 20. Uh, I don't think this is close to the best. I think 20. Uh, 2018, when they um, 
they were only had one loss to Notre Dame, and then they went into the shoe and just got smacked. Well, regardless, but, uh, that I don't think they're getting a whole lot better. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't his best team, like like you said, was 2016, which was the the JT was short year. I mean, the the double overtime loss to Ohio State. Um, I mean, that was by far the best team, and those were all Brady hoax recruits. So, um, right? It's, yeah, you're right. It's I don't know. I mean, I, I just I don't really know what to think about where they are right now. I mean, they're just like kind of in purgatory. I mean, it's you see, almost funny to say that about a team that's ranked. You know, you're probably gonna be in college football playoffs, gonna be ranked in the top ten, but it's the truth because I just don't think that they're. I don't really don't find them. I don't really consider them a top ten team just because I have no hope of them beating Ohio well, State. And I, the, the the excitement with Michigan State is that when they play in a big game, they can win against pretty much anybody other than Ohio State. I mean, obviously not like Georgia, Bama, those teams, but like. Teams that are realistically on their schedule. Like, the th- problem with Michigan is, and why I think a lot of Michigan fans lose, like, a lot of rational, realistic fans like yourself lose hope, it's because you don't really feel like you're going to win big games. Like, yeah. that's the whole exciting thing about being a fan, like, is winning the big games. Like, Michigan, sure, they're going to they're gonna beat Indiana, and they're going to beat Maryland, and they're going to beat Nebraska, and they're going to beat all these mediocre teams, but they're not going to beat Penn State, they're not going to beat Michigan State, and they're not going to beat Ohio State. And at the at the end of the day, if you're not going to do if you're going to go 0-3 against those teams, then what's the point? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember exactly what his record is against Penn State. Um, I think he's probably about even. Because uh, I, I think they won their first two years, lost, won, lost, lost. I think he's even against Penn State, but yeah, I mean it's it's not a lot to get excited for, and you know obviously it's it's nice it's nice not to lose to the the crap teams, you know that's never fun. But I would definitely trade a loss to Nebraska here and there if it meant we beat Ohio State. So yeah, it's just it's tough never not winning the big games. But yeah, I guess going back to the Indiana game, I mean, like you said, it's I I would as a Michigan fan, I would have liked to see them come out with a little bit more of a fire and have a little bit more energy in the game because they were kind of looked lethargic and they were on in neutral. And I mean, yeah, that they, they were up 10, nothing. And then Indiana got the touchdown drive. But after that, I mean, Michigan went down and got a touchdown right after and made it 17 to seven. And then even though it was just a two score game for part of the third quarter, it was, I, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a serial warrior. I always think a team is going to blow it. I I never feel safe until the last second for any of the teams that I root for. But this game, I just I, I never had any expectation of Indiana making it a real game, just because they looked so bad on offense. And Michigan State's defense did play pretty well, but yeah, I guess that that that's really all I have to say about this one. It was it was kind of a boring game that. I, I mean, I just don't understand where they had it. Is it's like the most boring night game I've ever seen. It was just like, all right, so just a bunch of Harbaugh. It was, is, just, it was is, bad. Harbaugh is three and three against Penn State, and has won one of his last four against Penn State. Yeah. So basically, I mean, since I mean, they've actually turned it around from the whole Sandusky situation, I mean that's. 
I, to be fair, that's not necessarily true because they did the year that Penn State won the Big Ten championship and went to the Rose Bowl. Michigan beat them by I think forty, but that was obviously Michigan's best team in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen, yeah, forty. And then they also 10. beat it. They also beat them in twenty eighteen when Penn State was ranked like thirteenth or twelfth or thirteenth. But I mean, I, I mean, last year I, it counts. It counts as a game. But Penn State was awful and Michigan was awful, and it was the last game that Michigan played of the year. And it was like both teams had nothing. Like Penn State was winless, and Michigan only had like two wins. So it was like neither team really looked like they cared. But yeah, he hasn't. I mean, like you said, he doesn't has a track doesn't have a track record of, record of winning big games. And I mean, he did win the Wisconsin game, which looks better now because Wisconsin is ranked is going to be ranked in like the top twenty. But still, I mean, it's Wisconsin is not a team that he's. I mean, they've lost some games to Wisconsin, but. Not really a rival, um, so would, would be nice to win a rivalry game every now and then. But I got a question, Jack. What do you? I get we're doing this on a Monday, so playoff rankings don't come out until tomorrow night. Who would you have as your top? We'll say six teams. Who are, you, who are your top six teams right now? My top six. So I would go. Yeah. So 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 the so the top four, and then the first two, or the first the, you know, so the first two. So number one would be Michigan State. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, number one would be Georgia. I would put number two at Ohio, as Ohio State. Number three, I would put Alabama. Number four, I would put Oklahoma. Number five, I would put Cincinnati. Number six, I would put Oregon. And then seven and eight would be Michigan, Michigan State and then Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's I, I I tend to agree with that. I would have um I would have Georgia number one, Alabama two, Ohio State three, and then I guess Oklahoma four. I, I was a big advocate of of uh Cincinnati being in the top four, but they've kind of been letting me down. I we mean kinda of no showed again. Yeah, I mean it's a win is a win, but at a point, you're playing Tulsa Navy. I mean, these are awful teams, and you cannot be in these. Like Tulsa had a chance to, they got stopped at fourth and goal, fourth and one from. Uh, I think yeah, it was fourth and goal from the one yard line. Cincinnati with like a minute left. They they were down eight. They get a touchdown and two point conversion. The game goes to overtime, and Tulsa's a bad team. So Cincinnati has not been doing themselves a lot of favors in the eyes of the committee. They're probably going to drop again. I mean. <laughs> It looks like crap. It's like, obviously, they beat Notre Dame on the road, and they beat him handily, but seriously, style points obviously matter. So you got to step it up against these bad teams. You yeah. really do. So, yeah. so I would, yeah, so Oklahoma four, and then at five, I would go, I guess I would put Oregon, and then six, I would put Cincinnati. And then, yeah, Michigan State, Michigan, I pretty much consider to be in the same exact position right now, so seven or eight, put whatever one you want. Um, probably put Michigan State because they they won the head head to head, and I don't think Notre Dame really has much of a chance unless total chaos ensues. So, like, uh, yeah, but this was my point against like about Michigan State. Like, obviously, there's a lot of chinks in their armor right now, but like, who who behind them are you sure is better than them? Like, Notre Dame, I don't think Notre Dame is better than Michigan State. Oklahoma State, I don't think they're better. Texas A&M, I don't think they're better. 
Old Miss, no. Wake Forest, no. BYU, no. UTSA, no. Auburn, no. Houston, no. Baylor, no. Iowa, no. Wisconsin, no. North Carolina State, no. Like, I mean, like, they're still a top 10 team, but it's just like, I don't know. I'm just disappointed. I like, like I said, I'm just disappointed that there's been no improvement throughout the season. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I think this is just this year as a whole, the college football field is pretty weak. Um, a lot of teams disappointed or just, you know, have, have, dis- have disappointed their fan bases and, and not lived up to their expectations. I mean, I still think Penn State has a top 10, you know, has talent of a top 10 team, but they have three losses, so they're pretty much done for. Yeah. Um, I was surprised yeah. to see Michigan's team total be 23.5 points against Penn State. I'll be shocked yeah. if they score that many points. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think that's crazy. I, it's def- if I had to lead one, I'd take the under for sure, but... Um, that's okay, not we'll, a night we'll game, that. right? No, noon. Yeah, Michigan. That's that's very good for Michigan. It is very good. It is very good because Penn State whiteout and a night game is one of the toughest environments to play in all of college football in Happy Valley, and Michigan has not fared well uh, night games at Penn State. I mean, they got you know taken to the slaughter in 2017 against Saquon, and then. Didn't didn't Saquon 20. score on the first play of the game in that game? It was like the second or third play. I was I was watching that game at a uh, good time Chucks. You were in a, yes, you were in Ann Arbor. I remember we uh we got some lunch the next day. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> I, I do. I, yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I remember. I had a. Uh, did we, we go to Bob Evans? No, we did not go to Bob. We went to a. It was called Zola. Oh, oh, we went to. But it is like a yeah, yeah. It was like a brunch place. But now I remember that. Yeah, this Saquon did rip off like a seventy-five yard in the second or third play. Michigan actually went down. I think they went down. It went down fourteen nothing. I think. Yeah, and then I think didn't and they then, make it fourteen thirteen, and then yeah, Penn State Quinn scored Ordeen, like twenty-eight straight. Quinn or Dean Classic missed an extra point. Uh, they made a fourteen thirteen, and then Penn State. I think they. I think Penn State scored fourteen straight, and then Michigan might have scored once to make it like an eight point game, and then I think Penn State scored. Like no, it was forty. Straight. The final was forty two thirteen. Oh, it was. Yeah. Ouch. And yes, they did score. They they scored a lot. They scored twenty eight straight. Yeah, they they killed them in the second half. But, um, and then twenty nineteen, Michigan played. And it was a whiteout, and they were down. I think twenty one nothing. Yeah, and then um, Mich- Penn State choked it away. Well, Michigan still lost. It's because Ronnie Bell dropped it on fourth down in the end zone to tie. Michigan lost 20-21. Hmm. I, think they, I think they were down 21-0, and then they made it 21-14. And then it went, went to 28-14, and then they scored. And Anyway, I digress. Michigan will probably fare a lot better than it's a, a noon game. Uh, I mean, I think that bodes a little bit better than if it was a night game, but... I mean, we'll see. We'll talk about it on the preview pod. Um, that's all I got for college football. Jack, do you have anything else, or should we touch upon NFL? Nope, nothing. Yeah, so we'll see what the rankings are, and we'll talk about this upcoming week. But 
Lions idol this week, thank God. Uh, Sunday wasn't nearly as bad as it could have been. No, but it seemed like the Lions rubbed off on all the other teams. Yeah, the, seriously. The games were horrible. Oh, so bad. No scoring. And even if there was scoring, it was a blowout. Yeah, it was, so a, it it was, was like, insane. It was terrible. It was. It was terrible. I mean, uh, it was just like a bunch of boring games. Um, my fantasy, two of my fantasy teams did not do well. It was not a great fantasy week for me. Um, yeah, and it was just boring games to watch. I got a, I got a chance tonight in fantasy tonight. I got a chance. You do? What, what, what situation are you in? I got Najee. Yeah. I got Deontay. Yeah. Down 21. Half PPR. Oh, you have a good chance. Yeah, I'm projected to win by like 12. In Yahoo or ESPN? ESPN. Yeah, you got a shot. I, I, you definitely I, have a shot. I hope so. 21? I need 21. Yeah, that's, it could be a, that would be disappointing. Two of my leagues, I'm getting smoked, and then the league where I'm 8 0. Uh, the 12-man half PPR league. I guess all my leagues are 12 people, but the, the half PPR, not the, no, I guess two are half PPR too. But anyway, the league I care about the most, where I may know, I'm up uh, 25. I have Deontay and the Steelers D, and he has Najee. So I feel pretty comfortable. Yeah, you're fine. Unless Najee goes for like 40, I feel pretty comfortable. That make me happy. Um, yeah. That would make me very sad, but... I think, yeah, you should – 21 points, I mean, <clears throat> the Bears' defense has not been very good, so. No. I think you should – I think one of those guys at least gets a touchdown. They probably combined for 100 yards minimum total. Yeah. Um, what do you, between what do you, the two. What do you think Najee's going to do to the Lions next week? Oof. Oof. I'm glad I, I've been stashing the Pittsburgh D in all my leagues when people dropped them because I knew they were going to play the Bears and Lions in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> Yeah, so, it's not a bad two, move. Two, two rock-solid plays. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Najee's probably going to torch him. Uh, it's going to be ugly, but, yeah, it's it's uh, it was a pretty crap week in the NFL, honestly. I mean, it was just a bunch of boring games. I mean, Stafford looked just terrible. That and game I, was I, surprising. I mean, yeah, that was very surprising. That was probably the most surprising game. Or the Cardinals and Colt McCoy. Well, I mean, the Jags. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, obviously. I mean, the Jags being the the Manning curse is real. <laughs> I know. I didn't even realize that going into this week. I did, but I wrote it off. I saw that early in the week, and I wrote it off. I was like, well, it's about to end this week because Josh Allen's playing the Jags. So there's no way he loses. Sure enough. <laughs> sure enough, he lost. I mean, that was a disgusting game. Just awful. No touchdowns. The entire game. I mean, it, oh, it was just disastrous. But and I would like to really, issue a public apology. I really thought, you know, you can you can yell at me. Um, you know, shame on me. I thought the Bills would score a touchdown this weekend. <laughs> shame on me. I, I I agree. I messed up. I mean, up. our picks. I mean, my Wake Forest money line was looking really good when they were up 18 in the third quarter. But when they lost, it was pretty devastating. Um, that was a tough – that was a very tough pick. Ohio State, 
another brutal beat. Um, very disappointed in them. I thought they would look a lot better against Nebraska. NFL did a little better. Uh, Dolphins did cover. Rams obviously did not. So it was, uh, yeah, another tough week for our picks. And just a tough week in the NFL. I mean, the Brown, I, I think it's safe to say that Baker is an elite quarterback without OBJ. Hmm. And when he has OBJ, he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was just ridiculous. Honestly, but. I don't think we need to talk too much about the NFL. I think what we should really be talking about is Michigan State's upcoming basketball game tomorrow night against Kansas. Oh, the Champions Classic. Champions Classic. College basketball starting this. I think Michigan plays. I think they play Wednesday or Thursday. They play against, I think, like Buffalo or a MAC team. But, um, yeah. Oh, they play Kansas. That's a big – Kansas is ranked top five, aren't they? Yeah. They like, yeah. I mean, because they got Remy Martin from Arizona State. He's yeah. really good. Um, yeah. And it also return a lot of pieces. Kansas is going to be a very good team. But, yeah, that'll be a big test for Michigan State. See how they're – well, it'll be interesting how to see how like AJ Hogard and Tyson Walker get filtered in and out. Who will be the starter? I would assume Ho- Hogard will be the starter just because. No, Walker. No, Walker's starter for sure. I would. I listen. I think he's the better player for sure. But I think Izzo is going to get just from what I know about Izzo. I think he'll let Ho- Hogard start. No um, way, Jose! I'll bet you as much money as you want that Tyson Walker is the starter out there. Well, I don't want to bet anything, but I, I would I would bet that Hogard will be in the starting five. Uh, I, I mean, we'll I, he see, might but... he might play the first fifteen seconds, but I think he'll be the starter. I guess you know Michigan State basketball better than I do, but it will be interesting to see how they do that. I mean, Hogard Hogard can't shoot, which is an issue, <laughs> right? But um, he he likes playing these guys that can't shoot. I mean, he played Tom Tom Nairn all the time, and that's going back like five six years yeah, but yeah, the yeah. guy couldn't shoot i mean on offense you were playing four against five and then i mean played josh langford and rocket watts into the ground last year neither of them could shoot i mean langford is supposed to be a shooter he just he just was never the same after the foot injuries he just his confidence was gone and rocket watts just did dumb stuff and he pissed Izzo off and then Izzo would bench him and then his confidence he he did have a good game when Michigan played Michigan State um, the last game of the year. Yeah, when State beat them, he played really well. Yeah, but then the first the, when they played three days before and Michigan beat him by a lot, he did not play well. I remember he got benched, I think, like at halftime. <laughs> Izzo really chewed him out. But it'll be, I don't know, Michigan State's a big question mark. In college yeah, basketball. and I mean, the, the, the big men, you know, wears... Where's Sissoku at? Where's Julius Marble at? Where's Bingham at? All of them and their development. How is Joey Hauser developed in the offseason? Oh, you hope he's, he can't be much worse. <laughs> so. I mean, no, he really can't. Um, he, was, he was ungodly bad last year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so, it was so a big bad. problem. It was a big problem. But, you know, what kind of guard play are they going to get? You know, I would assume... I don't even know. Like, I would assume the starting five. Okay, the best five that I would assume to start after the first game. 
obviously, because I think Hogarth will start the first the first game. Um, hold on, give me a second. Um, okay, it would be Tyson Walker. Um, think I think Julius Marble is still a starter. Uh, Gabe Brown, I would assume, is a starter. He, I don't know about Bingham. It'll be Max interesting Christie. to see where, like, where Malik Max Christie will start. What? Max Christie will start. Pro, yeah, probably. He'll definitely start. As a, she'll be your shooting guard. He's five-star. He's very good. Yeah. Well... So, I mean, I don't know. but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like how they play together. Um, and then I think the big, Gabe, the big men are the biggest question mark. For yeah. And then State. Gabe Brown in transition, you know, has his shot developed. So, I mean, he was a good three point shooter last year. He, he really needs to be like that, that sharp shooter. I think for state to have a lot of success this year, he, he's either red hot or he's ice cold. Yeah. Yeah. I, from the yeah. games I watched last year, he was either like banging it down from three or he would just brick every shot. Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, that's a lot, how a lot of shooters are in college basketball. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Tyson Walker, Max Christie, Gabe Brown, Malik Hall, and then your pick of your, your pick of the litter for the big men, um, which I think will be interesting to see who, because someone's got to assert themselves this year, especially I, in... I think Bigum is a starter. I think Bigum starts... I mean, you're definitely going to need someone to assert themselves this year, especially in the Big Ten is just loaded with big men this year. Well, and Maddie Sissoko, I mean, he could be a good guy for, like, he's just your your rough and tough guy in the middle, and you, you tell athletic. him just give your he's five fouls. Athletic. Yeah, he's raw and athletic. He's just a big guy. I mean, the guy has but, insane hops. The guy can jump over the backboard. Yeah, he could jump out of the gym. But the Big Ten with Travion Williams, EJ Liddell, Hunter Dickinson, and Kofi, Co- Kofi Coburn are... Yeah, and those are four of the best. Those are probably four of the top ten big men. In Whoa, hey, basketball. don't even say Kofi Coburn's name around me. He violated the NCAA's rules by giving money to charity. Yeah, that was I, how dare he. I don't want to hear his name brought up on this show. <laughs> Guy obviously be, has no morals. Yeah, no morals. But it'll be interesting to see how Michigan State plays this year. I mean, they're unranked to start the year, but this obviously doesn't they, they were literally They were literally ranked 26th in the AP. They were yeah, I mean, they were they were the team that received the most votes out of a non-ranked team. Yeah, I mean it doesn't really matter. Like no, like like unless you're like Vill- right now, unless you're like Villanova, Kansas, Texas, like one of those teams, and you're just like crazy good. Like the rest of it is just arbitrary. It's just there. Like it's there's so much to be played. Like you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but it's yeah, like Michigan State. They are replacing some pieces for sure. I mean, lost Aaron Henry, lost Rocket Watts. I mean, Aaron Henry's obviously the biggest loss. He was, he was pretty much the entire team last year. And yeah, he was like he there, carried. The team there was no last sizable year. loss from the team other than him. I think he's a. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, Rocket Watts when he played well was a very good point guard, but that's that was you know he he did not play well very often so. Uh, that's he wasn't someone you that was very trustworthy. 
So it'll be interesting to see how they play. I'm sure Izzo always has them ready to play. They'll probably, I think they'll probably have some growing pains in the beginning of the year just because of yeah, a lot of new faces. But I, I think they'll they find always their do though. They they always do. They always start yeah. off the year slow. Oh, they do. No, they absolutely do. And I think, um, I think the Big Ten is going to be really competitive this year. I, you know, hopefully the Big Ten has a little bit more success in the tournament than they did last year. Oh my God. Which was just embarrassing. I mean, Illinois is still going to be good because um, the NCAA violator is going to be back, and they still have Trent Frazier and Andre Corbello. So they're going to be a good team. Purdue has pretty much their entire team back. However, I don't trust Purdue to do anything in the NCAA tournament because they just choke. It's just kind of what they do. Um, Purdue is always a regular season. They're like the gym class heroes, um, you know, the practice heroes. They always look really good in the Big Ten. And maybe might do something in the Big Ten tournament, but once they get to the NCAA tournament, they're just going to fall flat in their face. So it'll be interesting to see. And then I guess on the flip side, to the school down the road, Michigan is ranked sixth. Yes, he's sixth in the AP poll to start. A lot of new faces for them as well. Obviously, returning Hunter Dickinson is big. Who's preseason? I think second team All American. Eli Brooks is back for his super senior year, which is huge. He's one of the glue guys from last year. Pretty good shooter and a very good defender. However, losing Franz, even though he was just like the most frustrating player of all time, uh, and now he's doing very well in the NBA, but decided to, of course, have the worst game in the history of games against UCLA, a team that they should have easily beaten, but decided decided that making shots was questionable, which is questionable. I mean, it was ridiculous. 49 points. I don't want to get myself started again because this happened like five, six months ago. But, I mean, seriously. I mean, it was actually, yeah, maybe more than six months ago. But that was just like, I was furious. Like, he was just so bad. Like, the entire team just did not know what was going on offensively. But still, he was a elite defender. He was, when he was on, he was one of the best players in college basketball just because of his, his height, shooting ability, and and prowess to to get to the rim, but losing him is still going to be tough. Uh, Mike Smith, you lost your point guard. Tough. You lost Isaiah Livers, who was the team captain and your senior leader. Tough. Lost Austin Davis, who wasn't the most skilled or wasn't the most pretty basketball player, but he was always good for three layups. So he was a nice backup big man who could go in there and just mess around a little bit but I guess it'll be interesting to see how the new faces they got to transfer Devontae Jones from Coastal Carolina they have two five-star recruits one five or one five-star and one four-star depending on your recruiting outlet and Caleb Houston will start he's a five-star and then they have Musa Dibade who's five or four star depending where you look and he'll probably come off the bench but yeah I think this is going to be like the biggest test for for Juwan as a coach, just because, yeah, and it's a, it's a good problem to have, but there's so much talent on the team that it's a, it's going to be difficult for him to get everybody minutes. Like, I feel like in the in the past few years, you've kind of had your players, and then a steep drop off from like, you know, your scrubs on the team. But I feel like now, you know, Michigan is probably eight or nine guys deep, 
and I don't think they've really had that depth before going into this year, or before going into a year. So, no. You know how's he gonna? How's he gonna rotate everybody? How's how's that team gonna mesh together with, with I would assume a lot of different combination of players on the floor. Um, you know how's that all gonna work out? How's he gonna manage it? Because I mean, last year, what? I don't. I think saying they were more than seven players deep would be a stretch. They were not at all. They were a. They played seven players. So the only the only two guys that really came off the bench were. Um. Brandon Johns and Austin Davis. Oh, and Shawnee Brown. So, excuse me, eight guys deep. There were eight guys deep. And eight guys, depending on the day, because sometimes Brandon Johns didn't really get in the game. So, seven to eight guys. Well, and uh, Livers and Brooks both had injury injury issues last year, didn't they? Yeah, Brooks Brooks was out. He was out for a couple games in the middle of the season um, in the start of Big Ten play. And then, but he was back for pretty much the rest of the year. Uh, but Livers obviously was the big one. He got, he had a nagging foot injury that I think he ended up getting a stretch fracture. And he left the first game of the Big Ten tournament against Maryland. Uh, and then he was out for the rest of the year, which was a pretty devastating loss. Just him being the senior captain and one of the best shooters on the team and a, uh, a dynamic player on both offense and defense. Yeah. And one of probably probably like the glue guy, but yeah, he 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 always had injuries throughout his college career. He always he was always kind of hurt. Uh, it seemed like every year he would miss like four or five games with an ankle or a foot injury. He was really yeah, he was really athletic. He was an explosive player, and um, I think it kind of wore down on his legs. So he, yeah, but you were right. They 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 did have some injury troubles, especially towards the end of the year without livers, but. Um, I don't think it really made a huge impact overall in the season. But go ahead. But, yeah, I mean, I'm just previewing tomorrow's game. It'll be interesting to see where State's at. I, The three-and-a-half point spread, I, I would probably be on the Kansas side on that. I don't really think. I know they like, yeah, to, I, they like to schedule these types of games and, you know, give themselves good tests. But I think Kansas is going to give them um, a lot more than they can handle. And I would expect... Uh, I think I think Kansas is going to handle this game pretty easily. I think I'm if I'm given a score, I'm thinking like 83-69 Kansas. Yeah, I mean I I think Michigan State will keep it close in the first half, uh, but I, I do think Kansas is the more talented team and they 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 have a lot more experienced guys. And they do have a, a couple transfers, specifically Remy Martin, who's going to be huge for them this year. But I think they'll pull away in the second half and Michigan State. I. I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a it's a meaningful game, but I would only, if I'm a fan, I would honestly even treat this one kind of like an exhibition game, just because. Yeah, I think this game is. I, not I, a, I don't think I think unless you get blown out by like 35, like ran off the floor, and look totally inept, I, I don't I don't think you should put too much stock into what what goes on. Yeah. No. I. I... I think I think it'll just be interesting to see the rotation, kind of where Tyson Walker fits into the offensive scheme, and um, you know, kind of just the overall rotation of the big men defensively. Um, if Julius Marble and Marcus Bingham are better at playing hard defense without getting fouls, um, that would be huge for them. Because I mean, time and time again, we saw Julius Marble be out of the game before the 16 minute mark because. Because he's got uh, because he's got two fouls, so 
Um, it'll be interesting to see the development. Malik Hall, obviously, been a pretty consistent player for Michigan State. Never really been a superstar or any kind. He's probably going to be in a similar role this year. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe there's a maybe there's kind of a, a breakout in his development and he becomes a legitimate starter for them. So it'll just be it'll just be interesting to see. I, I don't think I you know, obviously it's the first game of the year. It's not not going to decide the season or anything like that. I don't expect them to win, but I hopefully they just they can keep it a game and uh, you know, hopefully we can learn some things about the game. Or about the t- hopefully we can learn some things about the team. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's a fair expectation. I would just, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I would like to see. I guess I would like to see a little bit more fluidity on offense and hopefully some better shooting because I know that's where Michigan State really. Yeah, I mean, year. if the two things, if if the two things, if there's two things I want to see the most, it's physical defense from the big men without fouling and scoring from the guards. Like if if I see that, I'll be very happy regardless of the score. Yeah, I mean Thomas Kithier was kind of the starter for a bit of last year, and I know he really struggled, especially against physical big men. He just kind of got out muscled. Oh yeah, so yeah, he wasn't. He just wasn't up to snuff. Yeah, no, but I think it's a fair expectation for Michigan State and Michigan. I mean, I think their first two games against like Buffalo and then some random team. And then they don't really start playing difficult teams until towards the end of November. I think they they play like Seton Hall, and then I think they're going to play like Arizona or Wichita State uh, later towards Thanksgiving. And then they play North. They play at North Carolina. So, and they were supposed to play Kentucky at home, but the game got canceled for some reason, which I don't remember. Yeah, I don't exactly know why. Michigan doesn't play a ranked team until North Carolina on December first, and yeah. then after that, they don't play a ranked team again. Until Purdue on January 11th. Obviously, stuff can change, but yeah, subject to change. As of right yeah. now, they were supposed to play. I guess they. I think Kentucky canceled on them for some reason. I remember seeing that, but they were supposed to play Kentucky um, like a week after North Carolina. Uh, but I don't know exactly what what went down. But not the most difficult. Not the most difficult. Uh, I guess uh, non-conference schedule in the world for Michigan. I mean, who does who else does Michigan State play? Do they play anybody else that's ranked? Um, let's see. I thought they were in a pretty big tournament this year. Oh yeah, they're in the. I think they're in the Nassau tournament in. Um, oh, the Bahamas. Hawaii, yeah. Or well, Nassau. Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. Um, so they play Western after this. Then they play Butler, Eastern, Loyola, Louisville. Toledo, Minnesota, so really their yeah. only big this is really their biggest non conference yeah. game. Kind of a light yeah. non conference schedule by Michigan State standards. I mean Louisville is a tough game, Butler's a tough game, but neither of them are, you know, gonna set the world on yeah. fire yeah. by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. No, so only time will tell and college basketball is a lot different than, than college football. You lose one game in college football, it's, it's you know, it's panic time. World is ending. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. Lose different. a game in college. Lose a game in college basketball unless you lose to like, unless you get like upsetted by you like you know by Eastern or something. Yeah, I mean it really then doesn't matter. Then it is what it is. <laughs> you know, yeah. if you're in the dance, you got a chance. So yep, exactly. Uh, but I think that about sums up this episode. Jack, you have any closing thoughts? 
Uh, nope. Think I'm all good on this end. Yeah. So excited for the start of college basketball. Excited for hopefully a more fruitful and exciting football weekend this upcoming weekend. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I don't. That about sums it up for me as well. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Goodbye.